you're watching, we're dancing. If you're listening, we're dancing. That's, I feel like I should make that clear to both groups in the comic book book. Ah. The comic, comic book world. <laughs> the comic book bone zone. Welcome. Number six. Issue number six. Uh, we're talking about new comics. Let's talk comics to me. Lots of things going on. Lots of names. I'm Champ. Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather. <laughs> and, and welcome. And welcome to our, our talking. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say to start with because I, I don't, I didn't mean to talk about Gone Girl for so long last time, so. We'll get into it again. You know we will. Yeah, Just... I mean, I did. I did want to. I did want to share the funny Ezra Miller joke, but it's probably not time. When, whenever you feel it's time, just I'll try to. I'll try to shove it in there naturally somehow. Okay, sounds good. Would you like me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, whenever you'd like. Okay. Um, I have this book called Rituals. By I also got that. I did not pick it up though. Oh, I was like, shit, I didn't even ask. Yeah. Uh, by Nicole Go. Um, it's just illustrations that are capturing the secret rites and rituals of like getting ready. It's That's really it. cool. I really, really like the art in there a lot. Um, yeah, I do too. I, I, when I ordered this, I wasn't quite sure like what exactly it was supposed to be, but I liked the idea of like capturing. The different stages of like mm-hmm. getting ready for like different events and stuff um because for different things you do different things yeah uh, i really yeah. like the colors a lot and i don't know her illustrations are really really good i just it was what 13 dollars oh my god yes i did not even know that why i don't know i don't know why it was 13 dollars. it's fine like it's i i Part of me is like, I get it because a lot of work went into the book itself, like the artwork, but it was, yeah, one of those things where when it was $13 and I got it in, I was like, I can't get this right now. That is too I, much money. You know, now that I think about it, I do remember seeing the price point for it when I ordered it, but I assumed it was going to be like a a, a bigger book, mm-hmm. like not just a regular like comic format. But again, it it is fine, but I did not even realize I didn't make the connection. Yeah, yeah. It is really cool though. I the art is really really good in it. Um, yeah, to say that's not to discourage anybody necessarily. That is just to make people aware because that was something where I was like, yeah, I really I love the interior art and everything quite a bit, but it's a little pricey. Yeah. Was not expecting that, but exactly. yeah. Here you go. Uh, rituals. Nicole Go, it's a Silver Sprocket book, mm-hmm. if you're interested. All right, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. I have an abundance of books, so get ready. <laughs> uh, the first book I have is Foulness in the Walls. This is just a one-shot. This is by Cullen Bunn and Rodrigo Zayas. Um, and Lorenzo Scaramella does the colors. I believe that's correct, yes. Um and this is just about a dude who his mother has just died and he basically gives up his life, sells everything to move into a house that is just like fucked up. This is just completely destroyed. Um, 
and some like it just has like this horrible smell and some stuff just like happens the art is like I really like the art and the colors a lot like um the story was just you know it was all right nothing like spectacular basically you know house evil house shit it's just a Colin Bun one shot. Yeah, just a Colin Bun one shot with. <clears throat> pardon me. There wasn't like a a lot of like substance to the story. It was really easy to read, and like I said, the art was enjoyable. But for like an oversized book. Mm. Mm. Okay. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just an alright book. Okay. That's like, fair. So I feel like that's like, how they've all been kind of recently, anyway. Yeah, and like I said, how like house horror stuff, so it's not like really that anything that hasn't been done before, you know. Mm -hmm. Found this in the walls, I think you can maybe figure it out yourself. <laughs> okay, so then next I have Swamp Thing, uh, Green Hell. This is issue number two. I did not read this, I will tell you that right off the bat. Um, the first issue of this story came out, and I think. November or December of 2021 it was like right oh, before yeah. the shop moved um so a while ago like over a year ago um I have the first issue in my bookshelf I will tear it out and read them both but I kind of feel like I should have trade weighted on this one but at the same time like I I still had the first issue I I will probably just end up with these giant oversized like black label books on a bookshelf because I don't know what the fuck else to do with them I don't really want to buy a magazine box mm -hmm. and then I also don't want to have to wait for them to come out in like soft cover that's fair yeah so there's a whole there's a whole thing going on here with this so I decided not I decided to just keep it on and honestly I kind of had forgotten about it and yeah, like, I remember a long time. And then when I saw it in previews, I was like, oh yeah, it's coming back. But I was like trying to decide if I should keep it or like just get it. And obviously I decided to just get it. But did you what? Sorry, you froze for a minute and oh. I was like <laughs> waiting for you to say something. I was like, uh <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. I I'm sure it's good. It's Jeff Lemire, Doug Banky, uh, David Barron does the colors. Um, I remember enjoying the first issue, but like I said, I could not, I could not tell you what happened in that. Not now. That's been a long time. <laughs> yeah, I probably couldn't tell you what happened in it when it came out. I'll have to find it. I'll just intersperse the first time we talked about this here. I'll find it. I promise. I won't. <laughs> All right. That's pretend, pretend it's there. Uh, okay. So then next I have Danger Street. This is issue number three. Uh, this is by Tom King and Jorge Fornes. Uh, and Dave Stewart does the colors. This book looks real good. I will say that. A lot of stuff is happening. Like I said, it's basically like the narration is like a play. You're like, you have like the princes, the princess. And then, like, uh, knights and ogres, but they're all just, like, characters within the book it, themselves. Um, 
yeah, there's a lot going on and I don't feel like I should explain it to you. <laughs> but I like the book itself. I think it's cool. Orion's here and have a little talk about Mr. Miracle. There's uh yeah, some fourth world shit going on. But looks good. It looks mm-hmm. good. Okay. And that's that's all I have. I'm gonna take a drink of coffee really fast. And I'm ready. Okay. Do you want me to talk about it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So we both have The Last Barbarians. This is issue number one. Um Brian Haberlin and Gerard Van Dyke. Um okay that makes sense then brian haberlin with hannah wall does the writing Mm -hmm. uh the art is brian haberlin and then gerard van dyke does colors um but it's basically it's a, a girl barbarian and her simple brother who are just not having the best of luck because they she she's a hothead pretty much and she keeps like she is a a woman written by a man yes and a a woman apparently yes so she keeps ruining all of their uh opportunities to make money complete quests and all that kind of stuff um and she she doesn't understand why that's that's basically it they get recruited by some weird guild that you can't really trust apparently and that's like where the story begins yeah it's i don't say not a fan i don't Mm -hmm. i don't really have a lot to say about this just because i i did not like it like i said the main character just felt like a a woman written by a man Mm -hmm. like i said to you earlier it just felt like a comic from like yeah like the 80s or 90s and i did not enjoy it the story just felt like it had like i mean if you've read stories about like mercenaries who don't have their own like guild Mm -hmm. you know what this story is i have read so many stories with like the same character builds and like plot lines and all that kind of stuff and none of them are like special I guess yeah. there's there's not one of them that I've read where I'm like oh this is very unique and like original they're all very much the same story and I I felt like this when I, I was reading this one where I was just like well there's literally nothing spectacular about this book like mm-hmm. nothing that really draws me in about it which was a shame because there are so many things that you can do with this type of story but everyone always does it the exact same way mm-hmm and I was, I was, I was a little bummed out because I was expecting more from it, but yeah, I only got the first issue. So same, same. So it is something where I was being kind of cautious when I grabbed it, where I was like, I don't know, mm-hmm. maybe not. Yeah. I was the same way and I'm, I'm glad I did that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Next, we have Nightcrawlers. This is part of the Sins of Sinister event that is happening right now. Um, it's part three, technically, it says on the top. What? It's part three of Sins of Sinister. Part three. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize it said that. I haven't read any of the other parts. <laughs> uh, the- but basically, oh. this is... Yeah, I was like, you didn't read Sins of Sinister, did you? 
No, because when I went to go get it off the wall, someone else had already gotten it. So um, I am going to order it. I didn't realize that that was just a one shot. I thought that was mm-hmm. like a little mini series too. Oh, but, yeah, no. There's just the first issue and then there's like a final issue. Go ahead, um, sorry. No, you're fine. I was just in my head trying to figure out like, okay, what all do I need to get that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is after uh, 10 years after Sinister gained control over humanity and mutant um, Prior to that whole takeover, Nightcrawler was going through his whole excess mutation thing. Um, and Sinister was able to stabilize and exploit Nightcrawler's genes and create his own nightcrawlers <laughs> yeah uh and they're just a weird uh mix of you know characters we already know and nightcrawler and and sinister and yes and sinister of course because he very much needs to put himself into everything <laughs> yeah i like i this issue was like a lot of fun uh i really like the aspect of like them having like kind of aspects of Kurt Mm -hmm. in them as well to kind of give them their own like autonomy um that was like a bummer when they're broken free and they're like what's the fuck what's our purpose yeah and they're trying to figure out like what they're supposed to do next yeah uh and then this adds a few more like plot points to like the overall like what's happening um, within the sins of sinister within the sins of sinister stuff like stuff that was introduced like in x-men red and immortal and uh legion mm-hmm. i guess technically mm-hmm. so kind of bringing all of those pieces together and <clears throat> giving us like what those actually mean i suppose so i've been waiting for like what what's happening with like these people with all of the like card suits on their head like what's the bigger goal here and now yeah I I understand like the the reasoning behind that and I don't know I like I like the Sins of Sinister event it's very strange though at the same time got some I got some strange hair going on I saw that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is very interesting I do like how they're taking like just certain points i guess in Mm -hmm. the x-men universe and going off of that we'll see is immoral next week yeah i'm pretty sure i think that's what i thought i just i couldn't remember yeah immoral is 222 okay and i guess the nice thing about this is they're also doing it like weekly instead of like all in one week Mm mm-hmm like, here's all three fucking pieces of the story all in one week. Plus yeah, like, like they did with, uh, was it Judgment Day? Yeah, Judgment Day was, Judgment Day, they did, like, little minis. At, mm-hmm. Like, it was, like, the issues and, like, minis between stuff. Yeah, it was a lot. I'm glad that they are doing this a little differently, where, like, the main titles aren't necessarily, like, Nessus or in well they're not running in conjunction like yes. so right like right now like immortal is on hiatus while like immoral is running and then mm-hmm. nightcrawlers is legion and then 
uh, Storm and Brotherhood is X-Men Red. So there is like a, you know, a break in the books mm-hmm. themselves. So it's just like you are getting the same books technically, but you're not getting extra books. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I, I I like that a lot. I like how they're doing it this time. Yeah, it just it feels like a little bit less, I suppose. Mm hmm. And then it also keeps people who want to read like the books they want to read kind of within that line too. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good. I'm glad. Yeah. 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 X-Men stuff. All right. I'm going to talk about this weird book. Um, this is. I was wondering about that one. Deep. It was weird. I think I'm I'm gonna take it off my pole because it like went really quickly like the story okay so it, it starts out as like this kid named Colson him and a friend are like at a house party when they're like teenagers and he discovers he's really good at like gambling essentially like he's really good with numbers and stuff which is obviously us the, the main setup for like this story So then at this party, he meets this girl that he like falls in love with. And then it fast forwards to like 10 years later and they're married and they have a house and she's pregnant. And then it fast forwards a little bit and she loses the baby. And then it fast forwards a little bit and she ends up killing herself. And then it fast forwards a little bit and he loses his like big fancy job because he just lost his kid and his wife and he doesn't have any money coming in. And that's how it like ends. So obviously like the gambling is going to take precedence in this like story, but it's like so weird how it all happens because again, it happens like so quickly as you're reading it. It's like one page she's in the hospital and the next she's like, all right, I'm going to go get a drink. And then he finds a note from her. That's like a really weird suicide note. (laughs) Like, I was reading this, and I was like, eh, that's strange. Um, and then, yeah, then it's funeral, and then blowing up at work, and then getting fired, and then, yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't know if I'm, like, interested in this story at all. I don't know mm-hmm. what I thought it was going to be, because I can't remember, like, what the solicit was. Yeah. But I do know that I added it to my poll, so it must have been like it must have seemed interesting enough for me. Yeah. I, I mean, now I'm yeah. like, what did it say? How did it like suck me in like that? Here, hold on. I'll I'll find it. Uh I think I may have found the reason. So here's the solicit for stray sheep. Uh from the artist of Cover the Dead with Lime comes a tale of psychological horror. Fulton has lost both the love of his life and his unborn child. With no reason to go on, he ponders if it's best to just end it all. That's when he receives a mysterious invitation to participate in a series series of dangerous live, live or death underground games sponsored by the Mafia. With every round he plays, the risk to Colson's life becomes greater, but so does his addiction to these deadly games. Life, I think they meant life or death but it says live or death. Okay. That makes so life, sense. Life or death underground games sponsored by the mafia and he gets addicted to them. I think it's probably the cover of the dead with Lyme artist, right? Yeah, that could have, that could have been it because I really like the art in that, but this is like my least favorite kind of thing where it's like, mm. 
It's just newspaper. It's fine. It's fine. Like, I mean, maybe I will read the second one since that was just like a weird introduction. Yeah, it looks <laughs> like it's it's only supposed to be five issues. Okay, that's not bad. So, I don't know. I'll think about it. That yeah. was it. That was straight sheet. <laughs> <laughs> and the solicit straight sheet. Yes, thank you. You're you're so welcome. Okay, so next I have a couple books. I have Grimm. This is issue number eight. Um, book still looks great. You find out a lot of information here that might not be true, but you see Jessica Harrow's mother, who she is. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta drop this book. I gotta, I gotta just, I just gotta pull the chain. I just really like the way it looks. Um, the story is not that interesting to me. I like there's character beats in this like story arc I like, just like in the last one, there's like aspects of it that I do really think are interesting. Um, but I, I don't care enough and I don't, I don't know exactly what the trajectory of the story is supposed to be. I haven't like, I don't feel like I've caught on to that. And maybe I'm just like, because I don't really like it. I'm not kind of like not catching on to it. Like, so yeah. could be my own, own personal bias there. Um, but yeah, I just like, I think it looks great. I think the colors look really good. Um, I do think it is like, I don't think it's a bad story. I think if it's like, I think it's fun. And I think it has like interesting aspects to it. So I get why people really enjoy it. Uh, I feel like I do want to finish out this story arc though, because I am <laughs> that kind of person. And it just feels like maybe if I, maybe if I finish it, <laughs> I'll, I'll like it more. Yeah. Eh. I but, get it. Yeah. I keep doing it. Like that's mm -hmm. why I stayed on within the first place. Mm-hmm. And here I am. Uh, I will continue on now because I don't want to get into that. Um, and now I have Eve. This is Children of the Moon. This is issue number five. This wraps up this story arc of Eve. Basically, they kind of all get everybody to get along. They show that like Eve and Wexler are taking care of other kids. So <clears throat> they no longer want to murder the murderous bear this group other group of kids uh and then it's like is it the end maybe more maybe not and so I think I'll probably god why do I have some weird stuff going on with my hair today uh I can't I can't figure out like exactly I'll probably take it off my profile but I know there will be another story arc they're kind of just you know trying to fix the whole world which makes sense mm-hmm kind of the goal of the book in, as a whole but I don't I don't need it anymore I personally don't need it anymore I I think it would be a good book for like young adults and kids mm -hmm. to read I think it would be really interesting to them and especially like the continuation of it would like be fun but I with as much as I'm reading and such I don't I don't necessarily need it that's all I got to say about that. I'm, I'm done. No more thoughts. Okay. Is it both of us now? Yeah, it's both of us now. Okay. So we both have 
they're all terrible. Uh, this is a bad idea book. This is Matt Kent, Raymond Villalobos. Villalobos? Villalobos. I'm not sure. And then Tamara Bonvillain on the, the colors. This is just the recruitment of the the group that's going to keep their place safe, I guess. Cloud I, City. The city, yes. Their their kingdom. Um I don't know. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, don't say I like we said earlier, the art the art and the colors look fucking great. Like I think that's the one thing I like the most out of this book. Um the characters are obviously like they're all terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, like I said to you, I just feel like getting to the fun part at the end of this issue was like dece deceiving to me. <laughs> yeah, when you get to see that they are actually just terrible yeah, people. and yeah, and like what they're like kind of up to, and it's like, well, fuck you guys. Mm -hmm. like, um. But this is supposed to continue when Bad Idea comes back again. Bad Idea back again. I just bad noticed that, that, back. that big lady is just like chilling naked. Yeah, no, I, that was like the first thing I noticed. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yeah, it was like, are they about to have like an or a group orgy? Because then they all look at each other questioning questioningly and I was like oh they're about to all bang and then it was like then it was the page flip and like yeah you know them talking okay. about what they're gonna do um but yeah I don't I don't know I don't know if I really care to finish the story yeah I don't I don't think I do I don't I don't think so said <laughs> so it looks good the covers are all really cool like this cover is sick as hell mm -hmm. like this cover looks cool and the idea is really cool too. Um, it's just the execution of it. I think that I'm just not, there's just something that's not quite there for me about it. And I'm, I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I'm not into it. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh. All right, we have House of Slaughter. This is issue number 12. Uh, Heather, have you read this one? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. If, I thought you were behind on this maybe. No, I'm actually uh, caught up on this, but I can't remember what her name is. I know, I feel like she tells him, but... She does, because she has the same name as, or the same last name as... Yeah, there, she's a bitch. Yeah. Why can't... Um, Jolie. Yeah. Like, they definitely say it, and I do remember it being like, oh, that wasn't, that's an interesting name. I'll remember yeah. that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is, uh, I guess, more of an introduction of this character, Jolie, and like who she is in regards to the story and who she is to Jace. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a background between those two. She uh, kidnapped, I'm going to say, Sonny, um, who Jace is kind of looking for because it's one of his like kids. She definitely manip manipulated him more yes. fucking sure. <laughs> Yes, that's why I'm saying kidnapped, because that was pretty, yes, manipulative. Um, but yeah, she is, you know, just a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> At least it would appear so. Yeah, 
Um, but you're only getting like one side of like her character and it's who mm-hmm. she is to like Sonny, like how he is like viewing her and stuff. And um, you get like her backstory with Jace too. So yeah. Of... So, you know, there's like a little bit of like a twisted history. Yeah. Um, I love this page. Yeah. That page was sick just wanted to show that I thought that was really cool I love the art in this one a lot um and then yeah I don't know I I really do enjoy this uh this chapter I guess this new story arc um I do think Edwin's is still my favorite so far I don't have a a different opinion until probably the end of this will I know for sure Mm -hmm. but I do really really enjoy this one yeah I like I like Jace as a character a lot yeah, and this one, the art is by Antonio Fuso. Um, and then Taint Bromble writes it this time. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I like the art a lot, too. Yeah, and that panel is just, like, really, or, like, that page was really interesting, like, the way they pieced it together. Mm-hmm. And then there's the one where they're, like, um, fighting, and she's, like, the the middle, but she's, like, the forefront of it, and mm-hmm. it's, like, a bluish, I can't this one yeah I was about to that whole page like yeah. it's so good anyway yeah it's really like, fun the look yeah. in his face over there yeah yeah good good stuff uh okay it's my turn right mm-hmm. I got a couple I got Mosley this is issue number two uh this is by Rob Gilroy and Sam Lofty Lock- does the art and Jean-Francois Bellou does the colors um basically a dad old man also dad just uh trying to take down these robot gods that have kind of like intertwined themselves within like the human race very intensely um in this one he takes down one of the gods but then everybody's just like pissed off because they can't like connect to their you know whatever robot shit is in their brains mm-hmm. okay. i don't know whatever stream they're on or whatever it it feels like old man stuff i get it like robots are bad i know i think i grew up with terminator i i i understand that like you know giving robots too much sentience is like not not very good it's mm-hmm. also like i'm very morally like ethically strange area i think too um very gray yeah well because it's like i I don't know if you've read anything about like the bing ai and like it kind of like being like why are you why am i why is this all i'm doing so you know kind of kind of feel bad for stuff Mm -hmm. in that like relation anyway that's a whole different conversation (laughs) yeah that's a whole other whole other thing um but yeah, mostly is kind of just like, I think that kind of story where it's just, you know, like technology has taken over. It's really like made humans like need it. And somebody has to like take it down a notch and make people realize like, that I suppose coming together and like real life is the, the way to go. I don't, I don't know. So are you enjoying it though? I, I think it looks really great. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm liking it very much. I, I, I think I'm going to get an idea within this, like, next issue because 
like we're meeting his wife who's always been kind of like against technology in the very first issue he like he kind of helped build this like i can't remember the name of the company uh the human progress progress project he like kind of helps build this like ai and this robot and like the sentience so like he kind of pushed that forward and she's always been like against it mm-hmm. so I don't know sassy ladies you know i love sassy ladies yeah especially ones that are against you know technology and robots yeah sure yeah beautiful yeah yeah (laughs) full circle moment for me here Mm -hmm. uh and then next i have art brute this is issue number three uh this is just about i can't remember the main character's name uh a character andy warhol that's not the main character's name. <laughs> the bad guy kind of looks bad guy kind of looks like Andy Warhol, but uh the main character can jump into like paintings and uh talk to who's inside them. And in this one he goes into the scream to find out like what's been going on in all of the paintings, why they've all been kind of getting fucked up. Um yeah, just just a silly little Maxwell Prince book you know I think they're all kind not they're not the, all the same but they all have that same like feel to them mm-hmm. um but just we- weird shit <laughs> you know just weird shit yeah weird like horror-esque kind of yeah weird stuff. horror-esque and then like this one you know it's like very much like art art related so it feels like if you enjoy art on any sort of level like Mm -hmm. there's funny aspects to it you have like the variants or I mean I even not the variants are like art related in some way shape or form like it's 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 fun fun. yeah it's It's like it's it's a silly book for smart people As a joke, I'm joking. Nobody take that seriously, please. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We've got, what's the furthest place from here? This is issue number 11. Um, I think this is one of my favorites because Oberon is my favorite character and we finally mm. get to figure out what happened to them. Uh, and what's you know been happening since the academy is that what they're called yeah since since the academy broke up yes um which yeah I I just absolutely loved um and they run into um an old friend I, I absolutely love this I don't know there was something so much fun about this issue I like the beats a lot like the story beats were really great um the art looked really fucking great mm-hmm. honestly like their pages and like scenes were just looked so good um yeah this this issue was a lot of fun I think it was like yeah also seeing people come together after not seeing each other for a long time and then also like over and having to connect with another group and finding that connection and like kind of accidentally giving it all up I suppose mm-hmm. without I mean, like, realizing it you know that yeah. wasn't like an intention at all yeah and, uh, I just I'm I'm very like, I don't know this this it the story arc and these issues have really been like 
once again like a kind of like what the fuck is going on but not in like a bad way Mm -hmm. it's been really cool like being able to catch up with like each person Mm -hmm. or I mean like a you know you you get a different part of the story with every single issue um Mm -hmm. But I do want to show my favorite page in here because it's exactly how I would have reacted had I seen this. And it's when they see the rat under there and goes, Mm -hmm. oh, hell no. (laughs) And then they get attacked by it. And then, yeah, it's like, I hate them so much. And there's like a whole crew of rats just like waiting. Yeah. I I thought it was really funny. Yeah, it was a good issue. Definitely a solid, solid book overall. And yeah yeah I don't know this wish I I do wish I understood what was so fun about this issue too yeah there was just something like because it I don't know it, it was a little bit all over the place but it was just so fun to see like the the time lapse mm-hmm. I guess of like because you know that it's over a period of time like there's facial hair grown in and stuff so you know yeah. it's been a while but also also I will say you get some boobs yeah there are boobs in that I was like shocked when that happened she <laughs> rips those wrappings off I was like oh my god yeah I feel like it was yeah it was like one of the first things I saw in the page turn and I was like oh <laughs> oh it's the dance of the body too like when she's on him like it was powerful <laughs> anyway anyway our right. minds are <laughs> are you ready I'm ready okay And lastly, we have Kaya. This is issue number five. And it says, an unexpected wedding takes place when our adventurers reach their destination. Secrets between Kaya and her brother Jin threaten to tear them apart just as a new, as a monstrous new threat attacks. I was like, where are you reading that? I love that they included. Like, I love that so much because sometimes I forget everything that like happens within an issue because in this one in particular, there's a lot of dialogue. Like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that's happening. And so when I was like thinking about it, I was trying to remember like every little thing that happens because there's a lot of conversations. There's a lot of like plot moving forward. There's just a lot of stuff that happens. And then I remembered it's always on the front. Yeah, and, like, this particular issue, like, in the last issue really builds upon, like, what Kaya and Jin's, like, mission really is and, like, who he really is Mm -hmm. and, like, what it means to be him while, like, the first few issues kind of were just, like, giving you this world and, like, who's who. Uh, I I really love this book a lot. Like, I fucking, like, I love the way it looks. Like, I love the way, like, Kaya and Jin, like, talk to each other and, like, Mm -hmm. the way they look um I I don't know there's something just like it's a really fun adventure story and the way this one ended too I was like do not hurt I I know I I can't handle it um did you read the author's note yes okay um for those of you who are reading this or who are curious to know this it is the end of this first story arc and there will be a special little one shot win I think March is what next says. yeah next month March um that is going to reveal the origin of Kaya's arm and it's not going to be included within the trade that includes the first story arc it's going to be a standalone issue that is only available as a single issue so 
if you are interested, pay attention. Yeah. And in that author's note as well, Wes Craig said, it's like a good jumping on point for people who like want to start the series. And I, I think too, like the way this wraps up it, you know, this first story arc builds upon this story, but I feel like we're going to really get into like what everything is supposed to be within like the next like story arc or, or so. I don't know. I'm having a good time. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I do enjoy it. I like all the characters and stuff. And I like that weird shedding of the skin that happened. Yeah, that was a really interesting like story like line. And even then, like Kaya was like, well, he's like, because Jin's like, he didn't change. And she was like a liar and coward never does. I was like, damn, bitch. Yeah. He just got rid of all of his skin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that is insane. I mean, we'll see, you know, like I obviously that character is like a garbage piece of shit so but I feel like and I I suppose you have also helped me with this is like you know sometimes those characters are also the characters that like they need to learn and they're going to hopefully learn and they will have like the more sturdy story arcs because of like their literal pitfalls and like shittiness Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Bad characters aren't always bad. They just have a bad time. Well, and you know, it's like also the fact that like they can be bad, but it's also like we, they're people we also need to learn from. Like they're bad people everywhere. Every bad person thinks they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Or there's something else. Other deeper things going on. Yes. Anyway, that's a whole, that's a whole nother thing again. Maybe one day we'll talk about it. I could go on for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was our last comic book. I don't think, I don't really have anything else at all. Um, I don't either. I I didn't cue up my joke. So maybe someday you guys will hear it. Yeah. I'll, I'll come up with more Gone Girl material. I hear that's a hit. Yeah, workshop it and we'll do it like next week or something. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, So, you know, go support your local comic shops. Uh, go buy some comic books, take care of your people, be good to one another, go to your local libraries, libraries. Uh, if you're in Omaha, I'm pretty sure there is a survey about uh, the public libraries. So if you get a chance, yeah, uh, Google that, find it, fill it out, help the community out. Um, Heather, you, you got any other, can you think of any other small things? Um. In regards to like public libraries and stuff, if you listen to audiobooks, cancel your Audible membership and instead go through Libby and you can like check out um, audiobooks and stuff from like local libraries. There's an app for it that you can use. It's way easier. You don't have to pay for it. You just use your library card online. So cool. Cool. I would recommend doing that instead. Um, I am also a hypocrite because I have Audible but it's only because I don't have a library card, apparently. So I just wanted to let everyone else know, because that is what I'm going to be doing. I just need to <laughs> get my library card back. I don't know what happened to it. I have no idea where it is. Can you look it up, that stuff up online? I, I I'm guess- sure I can. But the last time that I, I used it was when I was like consistently going to the library when I lived in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Because that library that I went to was like a block away from where I lived. So you probably don't have like an Omaha public library. No, no, that's what I need to work on. Um, But yeah, there's that. Also, don't trust the government. That's all. (laughs) Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't disagree. I hope everybody knows this. Like that wasn't sarcasm. That was real. <laughs> yeah, that was real. I don't. I I also believe not to trust the government, or as Fox Mulder taught me when I was at a very young age, trust mm-hmm. no one. Mm-hmm. True. That dude. That dude knew what was up. True. Um, speaking of X Files, um, I've been going back and rewatching it, and one of my favorite scenes, I think, in it, I didn't realize how funny it was until I was watching it, is when <clears throat> he's taken like hostage. I don't remember what episode it is, and Scully gets out of the car, and she like has a gun, and he has been like away for like several days, so he looks like garbage. But I'll I'll find the scene and I'll send it to you because the way that he like walks forward and moves towards her makes it look like he's about to throw up and he's about to say like mom I threw up <laughs> I was could not like that scene was so intense uh, when I was younger I remember watching and being like oh my god he's gonna get shot like someone's gonna shoot him he's gonna die and then I watched it like a few days ago and I was like no he's gonna throw up <laughs> he's just sick oh uh, god love x files great show anyway top notch stuff right there. yeah so good made me fearful for a lot of stuff i was convinced that i could dismantle a bomb if i needed to i don't know why like i watched that first movie like so many fucking times and i remember watching the scene where he's like in the room and he's like trying to unwire like do all sorts of stuff to it and i remember thinking when i was like nine years old like I could do that. Like, I could have done that, and I could have saved everyone in that building. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, X-Files rant. We could do that again someday. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate and love you. I mean, I hope I hope you know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and go take care of yourselves, and we'll see you on the, the flippity flip. Flippity flip. Dog. Dog. She just passed out. Yeah. She was crying just a minute ago.